0: good morning to you good morning good morning it's great to stay up late good morning
1: good morning to you
2: This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm Reese Edwards. Hello,
3: everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley.
4: This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Keralt, CBS News of WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus on the weekend gardener
2: now here is your moderator tom Kemp. thanks for watching this
5: week's nc spin
3: now here is Hank kaiser oh well that's good this is art divine
5: this is robert saint john in the nbc newsroom in new york
2: The monitor edition of News of the World. Debnam Views the News. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. George Cooley, Sam
4: Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gertz. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harriet
0: Preston, WPTF, in Raleigh,
4: North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellen. This is Jimmy Cappers. For the Nocturne, we send as... Our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren
6: Barfield with Kingdom Scott of the Organ and the program of familiar carols. Good
4: morning. This is Phil
2: Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Leibman, WPTF News. Good evening. I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction.
4: Hey everyone, great to have you with us this. This is North Carolina's morning news.
2: I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF.
6: Hello, I'm your friend Brian Rittner. Good
2: afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venter's
4: WPTF
2: is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program.
1: This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And
4: I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Have Hanson.
3: I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is tar here gardener saying, keep them growing.
2: Now the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike Ann and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 10:09, hour number three of the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here along with Rufus Edmondston. And Gerald Adams, uh, Gerald is uh, was once the governor's gardener for many years, and uh, he decided to take on a thousand acres instead of Yeah, I wanted to have a little more to do. A couple of acres and yeah, wanted <laughs> more to do. <laughs> Centennial campus uh is his uh his place now. To a, to a matter of speaking. What's yeah. the
4: chancellor's favorite plant? Or- Or Or does he have
2: time to think about it? Well, I don't know that he
7: has to think about it, but the (laughs) chancellor really does like those elm trees that line the driveway coming in there because about three years ago we had that um, little worm uh, get into them and defoliate some of the leaves. It was one of the few things he's told me he said, take care of that. (laughs) Uh, We we were already in the process uh, of taking it. He said, I really like the trees." What type of elm? It was the – uh, Is it
2: the kind that has the peeling bark?
7: Uh, it's the be no. It's uh, a little bit, uh, but it, it, it's a tall, little more slender one. It's not. It's not the lace bark. Uh, M. But they lined the entire driveway coming in, and then split off on each end of the, the driveways there. Uh, and we had that little caliper get into them one fall. Uh, and it, it took a little doings, but we we got yeah. it under we got it under control. Yeah,
2: and then there's the pollen. Yeah, the pollen the the pine pollen is what we see, uh, but uh, that that causes problems. Uh, it, and it's a reminder that now is a really good time. I mean, besides washing your car, you might need need to change some filters and your uh, wiper blades. And after if we've had the winter weather, of course, we aren't over with it yet, uh, but the cabin air filter particularly, you want to make sure you get that pollen out of that thing. And during your spring checkup, you can check the AC, make sure it's ready for the hot weather coming up. You want to make sure that's in perfect condition, don't you? And for you uh, folks driving the Toyota Prius or hybrids of some type, they have certified hybrid technicians at King's, and I, I keep reading, um, have read over the years that, that hybrids are usually some of the most reliable vehicles on the road. So uh, King's can take care of those. They could diagnose problems if you, they pop up. The high-voltage battery pack is, a, is the big one there, and you may need a replacement at some point. So go to Kings and get the battery checked and buy it from them. You'll save on going to the dealer. This usually occurs around you know, 150,000 miles or so, but it's, you know that's just the average. It could be a whole lot more, hundreds of thousands of miles. Call Kings today and schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Kings Auto Service, easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh, and at King Automotive net king's auto service raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946 back to carter so you can say hello to to rufus carter did we get your question all straightened out
8: uh, I, I, you know and uh, you know that was sage advice gerald because uh, i know if i'd have asked somebody else they would have told me to use gasoline on it <laughs> now,
7: <laughs> no gasoline 24d t- which is your most wide, most widely used broadleaf weed killer We'll we'll knock them out. Uh, so just look on the label, the fine print at the bottom, and if it's got two four D in it, you're good to go to to kill them. Okay.
8: All right. Thanks a lot. Well, Carter, um, what
7: what is new in library science?
8: Well, well, listen, uh, Mr. Secretary Gardner, I, I tell you, I was just telling, um, I was telling Mike and Daryl that uh, I had the uh, I had the privilege of at our uh, bi- biannual uh, library book sale uh, here in Durham County, I had the opportunity to uh, come across a two dollar copy of uh, Pam Beck's book. Um, oh, my goodness.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a real... They're hard st- to find. Yeah, I know.
8: Yeah, yeah, on Amazon. Some of the prices on Amazon, I think was a bit of price gouging taking mm-hmm. place.
2: Yeah, uh, that's amazing. You know, my, my four-year-old grandson, one of his favorite things to do is go to the library and uh, with his grandmother, and they get a bunch of books, and then Melissa goes back and reads them to him.
8: Oh yeah, and so yeah. he
2: just loves the library. It is such a fun place for kids.
8: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and you uh, you have a good day. And, you too, uh,
2: Carter. I, we always love hearing from you. Yes,
8: sir. Hope you avoid the uh, avoid any ice or bad uh, precipitation on tomorrow. Yeah,
2: I think it's just going to you know probably not not do a whole lot, but maybe it'll make us happy to yes. see a little snow or something out there <laughs> right. falling.
8: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Have a great one. Thank Ray you, Carter. Ryder.
2: Well, ladies and gentlemen, JC, we Noles. don't have
4: JC do we want JC
2: Knowles, right here. Good morning, morning JC. everybody? Yes, sir. JC.
3: I wanted to give you a report that last week y'all were talking about potted meat and vienna sausage. Yep. Uh-huh. Also your producer was talking about heating. uh, Moon pies. Yeah. And I tried that, and uh, I have eaten one of those heated moon pies every day this week with <laughs> ice cream. Oh, and, really? Uh, it is absolutely de- de- delicious. Uh, you, There's a tremendous difference between that cold moon pie and heated. That marshmallow puffs up. And the chocolate, you, you just put it in the microwave for 10 seconds, and it heats that chocolate just enough, and they are absolutely delicious.
2: Now, oh, what what say you, uh, Mr. Secretary? I'm
4: saying that I've never tried that, and my mouth is now watering. It will be tried tonight. <laughs>
3: absolutely delicious.
4: And, Mike, you forgot
3: to send me your address.
4: Oh, I'm
2: sorry, J.C. Dadgummit, I'm, I'm very sorry.
3: And, uh, well, I sent Rufus the poster, a copy of it, and I went by Pam's yesterday, and they got it up, and uh, one man wanted to know, what is the chitlin' club?
2: Oh, sure. Ignorance is bliss.
3: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, did you explain to him, J.C.?
2: Did you explain to him? Did you lecture him on that?
3: Well, I think Pam, I think her mother... Uh, called Pam. Pam told him what
2: it was. All right, well, we want, we, we want people to have uh, a good information base. Oh, yeah. yeah
4: and, and show uh, respect.
2: Yeah, respect is a big but thing. It
3: looks great. Uh, they're right behind the cashier, so if you're standing there paying your bill, you're bound to see it.
2: Well, well, that if you don't really need an excuse to go to Pam's, but uh, that's a good excuse.
3: Yep, yep. Well, I eat there every Friday.
2: What did you have to eat uh, yesterday? I
3: had uh, the beef stew with collards and macaroni and cheese. Mm -hmm.
4: That's something that J.C. to remember. Now, I couldn't tell you what I had yesterday at all for lunch to save my life, or even where I ate. Now, you talk about a good memory with a man that's 90. How much, J.C.?
2: Ninety-four. Oh Lord, that's wonderful. And JC, yeah. you, you you sound spry. You sound like you are feeling great. I do. I feel good. The good
3: Lord has blessed me. I tell you, I give Him the credit.
2: Yeah, that's right. He's got
3: a job for me to do, and, and evidently I'm being successful at it because He keeps me going.
2: You're the historian of North Carolina, as far as I'm concerned.
3: Well, bless your heart. I appreciate that. (laughs) I do. I add people to my North Carolina Minute every week. We're sending out now about 600 every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.
2: Well, it's uh, something I always read. I'm thankful to get it.
3: Well, you're you're mighty kind. Mighty kind.
2: I I apologize for not sending you my address uh, or mailing address.
3: Well, that's all right. You're a busy man.
2: (laughs) Well, I, I guess I don't have the memory that you do.
3: You, you, well, you're just still working for a living. you got to worry about your work.
2: I I am working.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I am you doing, doing that. You're
3: a great job at it. I listen at you during the week. All right. Uh, I turn my radio on.
2: I appreciate it, buddy. I'm all that's over that's the place. I hope I'm enunciating.
3: Because <laughs> there's not much on television.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I go home and watch there's Gunsmoke there's and Bonanza. On.
3: Yeah, I, I talk. Uh, I look at some of these talk shows like The View and The Five, and and all, and there
8: ain't nothing but a bunch of people up there gossiping,
2: Griping <laughs> griping about something. Yeah, I don't. I don't want that. I want some happy, just like the Weekend Garden.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, JC. Well, Go- let me tell you this. Uh, Father O'Malley met Miss O'Toole on the street one day, and they greeted, and he said. Uh, Didn't I marry you two years ago? She said, Yes, you did. And Father O'Malley said, Well, do you have any little ones yet? She said, No, I sure don't. He said, Well, I'm going to Rome next week, so I'll light a candle for you. And several years passed, and they met again. and said, Oh, Miss O'Toole, do you have any little ones? She said, Do I have any little ones? I got three sets of twins and four singles. Ten all total, he said. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Well, how's your blessed husband? Said he's fine, but he's gone to Rome to blow out that darn candle.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, JC, you just top yourself every time you call.
3: <laughs> Y'all have a good day. Hey, JC.
2: J. Right, J. JC, is your your address the Outlook or the Gmail?
3: Outlook.
2: Okay, got you, buddy.
3: Your
2: right.
4: outlook is best. All right. Yeah, see, you, you were ta- <laughs> JC, you were talking about the, the uh, cardinal, the pope, whatever. Uh, somebody told me that if a, if a church wants a better pastor, it only needs to pray for the one they have.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's for sure. There you go. Okay,
3: have a good day. You we'll too, you, JC. JC. Thank you, buddy. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.
2: Bye-bye. Mays is with us. Is that correct? That is well, it's Maz. Maz, it? Maz, As Maz. So yes, that's a That's a, I've never run across a Maz. Is that short for something, or where does that stem from?
6: It's short for the M A Z I N.
2: What an interesting name. Well, it's an
8: Arabic name.
2: Oh, wonderful! What's well, beautiful? Yes, hey, well, what how can know? how can we help you, Maz?
6: Well, my buddy Barry, who listens to you guys every weekend, told me I needed to call you because I've got some poanna patches in my uh, yard, and I don't know how to kill the poanna without, you know, not destroying the uh, fescue.
2: Well, we uh, we have discussed that a little bit earlier. We had a question about that as uh, annual bluegrass, Gerald, and I know that that you could probably use a pre-emergence for, uh, in, in the fall for that or late summer. But what about spot-treating annual bluegrass. There are some herbicides that will do
7: that, but you're less likely to find them in a box store. You're What What part of the triangle are you in? Uh, I'm in Raleigh. Uh, so you're probably going to have to go somewhere like uh, Green Resources or uh, Site One uh, that where a lot of your landscapers uh, buy their uh, stuff from. Yes, uh, there are some pre emergence that will kill it, but if you've got it up after the fact, it, it's a much smaller range of things that you can spray on it than you can um, uh, your regular broadleaf weeds uh, that won't harm the fescue or Bermuda or Zoysia or whatever type of grass that you have. Uh, but you can go in and ask them. There are things that you can buy, mix up, and spray. Uh, and it won't hurt your your good grass there.
8: Okay, I do use pre-emergence in the in the fall, um, but it just doesn't seem to. to, to, to
7: yeah, the timing on it is so difficult uh, in the in the fall for it because we've got so now. It just sometimes the heat holds on the soil temperatures later. I think sometimes we're putting it out too early because the temperature doesn't drop low enough for it to trigger the poana. I mean it's just not. Um, and like right now, all this warm weather. I don't know if it's global warming or what, but it just seems our cooling up and warming down. Our seasons just merged together and they're not clearly defined anymore. And that makes the timing of it. If you're just off a little bit, then you've you don't you don't get much success.
6: So you're saying I should do it later in the fall.
7: Well, it, 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 that possibly uh, uh, you could look at. I mean, like for instance, for spring pre-emergence, you used to just tell people, you know, President's Day uh, when you right. saw, and then you would tell people, well, when you saw the Bradford pears blooming, blooming, which used to be pretty close to President's Day. Well, they were blooming in January this year, uh, right. probably. So you know, it's just got where those old adages that you go by are not as accurate anymore because our weather patterns just seem to be merging and the pre-emergence is all based on soil temperature for how they work uh and so when it warms up earlier in the fall then you have to i mean in spring you have to be earlier well if it's staying a little later then that may force you to have to be a little later on your application uh so and it's just uh How you apply it, which one you use. Uh, I mean, there's still, unfortunately, a lot of. I don't know if gamble is the right word, or hit or miss would be a better way of saying would be perma. But if you've already got it up, you need to you need to kill it so it can't produce more seed heads that you'll have to deal with for next year. But you go anywhere like that and tell them, hey, I've I've got I'm looking to kill poina and I've got it in so and so long, and they'll be able to make a good recommendation
8: for you. Okay, well I appreciate that. I'll uh, I'll
2: into those places. Well, Maz, I'm I'm glad you called us, and I hope you'll call us again.
6: Well, I sure <laughs> will. Thanks, Jim.
2: Thank you have very much. Day. Yeah, have bye. a great weekend. you too. Bye bye. All right, Linda must have decided that she uh, she said she had another question. She couldn't think of it. Uh, Linda, you have the question now, huh? Hey, Linda. There we go linda what what was the question you couldn't think of?
0: uh well, I didn't think of it at at that time because uh talking about the grass maybe have another question that I have uh in my front yard, my husband has always kept it pretty good spraying at the right times of the year and all that, but I lost him in July.
9: Oh, I'm so sorry,
0: I, I'm trying to do the best I can. But there, I have several large patches of uh, in the in my grass. I have uh, centipede grass, but uh, of little flowers growing close to the ground. Um, and when I pulled them up, I thought they were white. But when I pull or get closer, they're lavender, soft lavender color. Uh, can anybody have any idea of
7: what that might be? Well, have they been this recently? You've seen them blooming in the last two or three weeks. Yes. Uh, henbit is, is one of your more common winter weeds, and it has a light purplish color bloom. Uh, okay. Leaf is not real big, and it can... You know, almost be like a clump that's trying to spread growing out. Yeah, you see
2: them in pastures. uh, Yeah,
7: Uh, that's probably the most common one with any kind of purplish-type bloom to it. Uh Pretty pretty prevalent.
0: This is a softer, I call it lavender.
7: So so Uh, a lighter bloom than that?
0: Yes, and just growing close to the ground. And the leaf looks different from the hen bit. Now, mm-hmm. I've got plenty of that, but I know what that is. But it's it's uh, uh, several big patches of it.
4: It's not, not violets, is it?
7: I was thinking of violets. Well, what does the leaf look like on it?
0: It's a small, um, just a very small green
7: leaf. Is, is it a darker green, the leaf, than like what you see on the hen bit? Or not? The uh, leaf is not so So like on violets, often you notice the leaves are really pretty, yeah. and then the bloom's a little bitty tiny, uh-huh. like an afterthought on them. Yeah. Uh, so that that's one way you kind of tell. You know, it's kind of an attractive plant that has a little yeah, bit of a bloom. It's
0: pretty, but uh, I'm not used to be it being in the front yard. <laughs> uh-huh course,
7: my husband used to spray it uh, before things well, bloomed, and look to see what right you way. might have. If he had any kind of broadleaf weed killer, uh, 2,4-D is the most common one, and you could buy it exclusively by itself, or you can buy something, just name something else, and if you look at the fine print down at the bottom of the container, uh-huh. uh, it would have it on there. I would probably try that first. Most of them, if you still got the label, should tell you the you know how much per gallon to mix, like in a one gallon sprayer or, or something like that. Uh, it, violets in particular are a little bit harder to kill, uh-huh. uh, but that's one way to find out. It, certainly, it won't hurt your good grass that you have in the lawn. Okay, uh, it
0: won't hurt the centipede. No,
7: no, it wouldn't.
0: The two four D. No. Okay. The well, well, centipede a is
7: a little more finicky than some other grasses uh, in regards to, pop, you know, there's some herbicides that you can spray on, you know, fescue, uh, Bermuda, zoysia, that you don't spray on the centipede. Okay,
0: but you did say the 2,4-D would work on that.
7: Uh, yes, ma'am, I think you're good with that. And did, do you like, do you know, did... We have about did, 20 seconds. Do you have stuff left over that he used, or are you going to have to go buy... Uh,
0: I have uh, about a, a a large container of that that
7: okay.
0: I uh, okay. he already had from right. No, I don't believe it's been opened.
2: Yes, we've we've got to go to the news, Linda. But thank you. I hope that works out for you.
0: Okay, and um,
2: yep. Hold, hold on, uh-huh. we'll be back. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're uh, back on WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here reminding you, uh, daylight saving time starts tomorrow. So before you go to bed tonight, or you can get up at 2 o'clock if you'd, if you'd like to. If you, there's some ceremony that you have. Uh, you can turn the clocks ahead one hour. And i just I just really hate doing that. I don't mind turning them back, but uh the forward let's just as Rufus says, let's just one way or the other, let's just keep keep it like that one way or the other. Write your congressman, maybe they'll decide I know they have people hitting them from the do's and don'ts or the positives and the negatives for for either, but we let's just have it one way or the other. uh let's see here, uh you know it. It's uh, amazing the critters out there. Uh, the wildlife so pretty, but uh, equally amazing how they, they can damage your gardens. One of the safest and most effective ways to prevent damage from wildlife is in your garden. and it's I must garden repellent that help so much, made right here in the triangle area. I must Garden offers natural solutions for over 15 pests problems uh rabbit squirrels moles voles snakes mosquitoes and rufus says raccoons too the best-selling uh deer repellent too works very very well and uh, just ask nelson and, and uh, phil and and others uh josh on the on, from logan's on the show about uh how well these products work now all i must garden pest products are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils from plants that animals avoid in nature, so they're environmentally friendly, they smell nice, and they're safe for you, your family, and your pets. They're available as sprays, granular, and money saving concentrates. I Must Garden natural, pleasantly scented animal repellents and insect controls are available in independent local retailers all around the triangle and far beyond that. You'll find them at Logan's One Stop Garden Shop in Raleigh and at Durham Garden Center. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from I Must Garden. Let's uh, head to the National Weather Service in Raleigh and Mike Strickler, a meteorologist on duty this morning. Mike, thanks for taking some time to talk to us a bit.
5: Hey, good morning Mike. Happy to join you.
2: Thank you. And and uh, I, I'm seeing something uh, mixed precipitation. Can you... Uh, Is Raleigh facing that, or who's going to get mixed precipitation tomorrow?
5: Uh, Raleigh uh, uh, could see some of that uh, mixed precipitation. Uh, It's more likely uh, sort of along and north of I-85, the climatologically favored northern Piedmont of North Carolina. But uh, even around the Triangle, particularly the northern parts of the Triangle, uh, those areas may see a period of snow in the morning uh, sometime between, let's say, 8 8 a.m. and noon or 1 p.m., it, it's likely to be flanked by rain on the front end of that and then after, so the precipitation is most likely to begin as rain, perhaps change over to a little bit of snow again there during the morning hours before lunchtime mainly, and then uh, change back to rain uh, for the afternoon. But even uh, uh, when the flakes do potentially fly, ground temperatures are uh, uh, warm the soil temperatures are mostly in the mid-40s, to up near 50 degrees just because it's been so abnormally Uh, warm Uh, in fact it was the third warmest winter on record Uh, so it's um, you know the ground temperatures are not favorable we're getting into the middle of march so the sun angle is higher and um, uh, the surface temperatures are going to be generally above freezing as well so uh, yes folks may see some snow in the morning but uh, we don't anticipate uh, any impacts it may potentially coat you know some elevated surfaces but uh I think most of that snow is going to melt as it falls, even in areas where the snow does fall.
2: So uh, if we are traveling uh, uh, from Raleigh west and north uh, up toward Roxborough, at least in that direction, uh, yep, then you're, uh,
5: up toward Roxborough, you, you'd certainly stand a better chance of seeing some snow um, uh, versus down in uh, the Triangle. Uh, but again, even in the northern parts of the Triangle, um, and, but you've really got to go up into Virginia, particularly the mountains of Virginia, mm-hmm. to get any uh, accumulation that's likely to really impact roadways. That sort of
2: thing. Now, I, I noticed that uh, Mitchell and uh, Avery counties and some others were were had a, a winter storm, or I think it was a winter storm warning or a watch. Uh, uh, but the yeah, uh, yep. I, I just I, I just noticed that, morning, that this morning it was a winter storm something or a winter winter weather advisory
5: oh, winter weather advisory yeah that that sounds
2: more like it because it won't be a real storm but i guess uh, yep. uh the ski resorts have, have not had a great year this has been <laughs> the last couple of months especially been kind of unusual you, you guys must be and gals must be pulling your hair out over there
5: What? Well, uh, it, it depends uh you know um winter precipitation type forecasting is uh, particularly humbling especially in this part of the country uh, <laughs> it's a very wide range of precipitation types and yeah. changeable so it's uh, inherently very difficult to forecast uh, winter precipitation here so a lot of folks uh, with that in mind uh, don't uh, really like the the winter weather uh, if i if i'm not working then certainly i love it i like to see it um, but uh, don't uh, don't enjoy working these these events too much uh, but uh, we, you're right, we haven't had many, many at-bats to uh, forecast any winter precipitation uh, this past winter. Again, it was the warmest February on record and third warmest winter, so uh, very few opportunities. But we are in a cooler pattern, uh, cooler than average pattern here in the middle of March, so um, uh, we're not quite out of the woods with respect to the winter weather. Just well,
2: yet. if we had had a, a Gulf Coast storm move up our way around Christmas Day, that would... <laughs> with that cold weather we really could have had something but it we were, yeah, we, that was, we lucked out
5: very cold period yep
2: we we seem to have lucked out several times cuz the, the just just north of us uh, well a few states north of us have gotten a lot of frozen precipitation it seems like this year i don't know if they they're above normal or or not but uh, we seem I, to have dodged a lot of it i
5: can't speak to that i'm not yeah. sure
2: i just keep watching these fronts fronts come across but uh yeah but well, if you can get a good excuse to get up and go to church in the morning, you might see some frozen precipitation.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So so I encourage folks to enjoy today. Uh, it's sunny out there. It is below average with temperatures in the 50s, uh, and the wind makes it feel a little bit cooler. But uh, today is certainly the better of the two weekend days to spend some time outside. Uh, I don't think anyone's really going to want to do a whole lot outside tomorrow. Just stay in uh, even um you know, when it's not precipitating, which it will be most of the day, mostly in the form of rain, uh, it's going to be a chilly day. Temperatures are going to be in the 30s most of the day, mm. maybe getting up around 40 by late in the afternoon. Good the morning, gracious. It's be a, a very chilly, raw day and very damp, and uh, I don't think uh, too many folks are going <clears> to <throat> be out and about in that.
2: Well, I know that uh, the National Weather Service in Raleigh predicted uh, two or three weeks ago that March – uh, was looking like a, a rather cold month, especially the middle of March, and y'all nailed it as usual. Mm-hmm.
5: We're, we're we're right in the thick of it now after uh, spending the first uh, week of March uh, still above average like yeah. we did the rest of the winter. You know, we were yeah. up in the 70s That's right. uh, for the first week or so of March.
2: Mike, thank you so much for taking a little time out for us.
5: Yes, sir, Mike. You guys be safe. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend.
2: Thank you very much. It's meteorologist Mike Strickler with the National Weather Service in Raleigh. Let's... uh. And it sounds like Major Dave might get a little snow. Major Dave, good morning.
6: Well, the forecast up here says, yes, up in the higher elevations, uh probably about two thousand feet. And we're at about twelve hundred feet. So, oh okay. Uh usually melts before it hits the ground.
2: Yeah. Well maybe you'll see some in the morning.
6: Well, I, I hope so. The grand babies are certainly looking forward
2: to it. I bet they are. It's been they it hadn't had I a lot. Get
6: out in the garden.
2: Yeah. So uh what uh, vegetables are you going to grow this year?
6: I'm probably going to do mostly tomatoes. I've about decided after my back injury back in October, it's more than I can take on, but I can do some tomatoes in buckets uh, for the homeless shelter and the food bank and, uh, for my wife's spaghetti sauce. Yeah. I have a, I have a particular question for you because I know I told you earlier, the line crews and the power company dump mulch on my lot for over a week, and it's a mixture. And I'm concerned that there may be some cedar. Uh, we've got hemlock, Douglas firs up here. Uh, a lot of hardwood, a lot of hickory, a lot of cherry uh, mixed in with that. And if I put that on the, the ground and turn it under, I'm thinking this is a good year to leave my garden fallow. I know they say every third year. But I'm wondering if there's a chance that I'm actually going to hurt the soil if some of that com- composted mulch has those evergreen uh clippings in it
7: S- so how is this stuff pretty green free pretty, pretty fresh they just have chipped up or whatever because you I've, know the, fr- yeah, the fr- i
6: I've, I've got a pile that's probably 30 feet long uh eight feet wide and probably six feet tall and the, the top i would say eight or ten inches of it pretty much decomposed over the last year but obviously what's in the center and down at the bottom is probably still going to be green.
7: Yeah, it, the the one danger is it can build. is that's breaking down, it can really shoot your nitrogen level up. So if you're not planning to plant on it then, this year, then I don't think there's any issue putting it in the soil, you'll be good to go for the following year. Uh right. but if you had that much still to break down, that could cause some issues if you were trying to do it turn it over now and then come back behind it in the next two months and plant stuff in it
6: well how would that affect corn because I know corn
7: needs finite nitrogen it does but the it's it's unbelievably difficult to predict how much that could possibly be yeah. uh, and, and in sometimes it can be more at one time than the stage of the plant can can handle so that's uh you know you you could try it but I would be apprehensive maybe (laughs) to see how that that worked because it's very hard to predict uh percentage wise and it gets into how much of it's already broken down how much it haven't how deep you put it in the ground i mean do you turn it over more than one time i mean there's a lot of different factors that that makes it really hard to predict how how that could work out I mean, you're not well, doing a 100-acre field, so it's not that big of expense if you do it and it doesn't turn out. And it may do and turn out the best you've ever had, so that would make you inclined to want to try that again.
6: Well, I'm going to, I'm hoping to do about 6,000 square feet next year.
7: Uh-huh. And I have a
6: tractor. I can turn it under, um, and it probably turns it under a good six inches down.
7: Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that you find turning it under – you, you you can't do it well enough. I mean, you know, you can turn it under, you can come back and go over it again a couple of weeks apart, a couple of weeks apart. That the right. more that you do that, the more you get it mixed up, the more you speed up the breaking down. I mean, you go anywhere that does okay. mulch, like the city of Raleigh, when they're trying to break down their leaves. They've got right. this multi-million-dollar machine that they go through there that kind of rolls them up, spins them out, and makes a row, and they'll go back and maybe do that multiple times. The more they mix and stir it up, the faster and quicker it breaks down.
6: Yeah, exactly. And one other quick question: I, I was reading from old Indian lore that if you plant your green beans with your corn stalk, that the beans are putting nitrogen in the ground that the corn needs.
7: Yes, that's and, uh, the, the three level, and it also can, you can plant runner right. beans and they can run up to stalks.
6: Right, yes. Yeah. And uh, yellow squash was the third one, and a all three of them together on the same mound.
4: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, that, Mike, how'd, you, how'd your business turn out in Raleigh?
6: It went very well, Rufus. but it really did.
4: I, I enjoyed talking with you.
6: And I, I enjoyed talking with you, too, and I tell you, though, Raleigh is just not the same city. I get a lot of I tried getting off the Capitol Boulevard on the Peace Street, and lo and behold, they have totally redone that whole intersection.
8: Yeah. Oh, uh, yes.
2: Uh, i tell you what they're doing next, something we were talking about earlier at the state fairgrounds, uh, is they are taking Blue Ridge Road and making a tunnel under the railroad tracks across uh, Hillsborough there. And oh, so you'll drive into a tunnel uh, at uh, Hillsborough Street and go under the railroad tracks. Uh, so that's, that's going to be really interesting. You know, they have a tunnel. It's not a car tunnel, but a pedestrian tunnel from Carter-Finley Stadium uh, across to the fairgrounds. But this is, uh, this is really going to be something. Yeah, my goodness. They call that, I think.
6: Pool. Gregory Poole's got that big lot right there on the corner, don't they?
2: Who does? Yes.
6: Gregory Poole Equipment Company.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
7: yeah. You're gonna have to, wow. They call that uh, the. Three sisters method, I think, the Indian, and it's basically yep. a bean, a corn, and any cucumber, so you could even do cucumbers instead of squash if you wanted to. Oh Well,
6: that's good to know because I love cucumbers,
7: yeah. That's... We'll let well, I you try it that. out and report back. Yeah.
6: I'll be glad to do that. I know what I know because I listen to the show. There you go, <laughs> buddy.
2: Thank you, Dave. We're always glad to hear that. Glad to hear from you.
6: Glad to hear from you, my friend. Yes,
2: Take sir. Care. Take care.
6: Thank you so much.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you. Carolyn is with us. And, Carrie, thanks so much for your patience. Carolyn?
1: I have some uh, plant propagation questions. I've got Rose's book. I have several different plants throughout the yard I want to uh, propagate. One area of my yard has nematodes in it. So I'm, I don't know a whole lot about that. Uh, if I, I um, a section of a plant that's above the ground. Will the ne- are the nematodes throughout the plant, or are they only in the
7: soil? That, that's soil-borne, so that shouldn't okay. be an issue in what you cut uh, off the plant.
1: Okay, so I can either air layer it or, or cut them off and move it to...
7: Uh, yes, I, I think you're probably better to cut off and do it somewhere separate away from the soil... So the danger okay. is if you you know if you take and bend the plant over and put a brick or something on it, then you're going to have those roots form in that same soil, and then therein you could have some possible nematodes could be in that soil.
1: Well, or, if I air layer on that plant mm-hmm.
7: instead
1: of letting it touch the soil,
7: mm-hmm. you should saw yeah. you should def- you should dodge that potential problem.
1: Okay. Now the nematodes tend to spread to other areas.
7: They can yes, yes.
1: Okay. so I just need to be cautious.
7: Yes, ma'am. Be- yes, ma'am. Okay. And and you would know pretty quick, like because that could slow down whatever plants you're propagating from growing out and and doing like it
2: normally would.
1: Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your help and enjoy your show. Thank, thank you, me. Carolyn,
2: so much for being a part of it. Bye bye. You know, every time you buy a bag of. Black Cow, you're helping the environment. And, your boy, you're making your plants so happy. The process that's used at Black Cow. Now, it, composting is a lot of fun to do in your backyard. But they've already done it for you. They help to repurpose manure, cow manure, so it's environmentally friendly and beneficial for your garden and lawn. Now, Black Cow contains up to 10 times more nutrients and microbes, then garden soils. How about that? And it helps to retain moisture too. Your lawn, flower beds, and vegetable gardens will be off to a great start with black cow. Everything grows better with sun, water, and black cow. For more details, check out their website, Black Cow, that spell with a K. You know, cows can't spell very well sometimes. BlackCow.com. My friend Mark Valentine uh, was uh, said on Facebook that his brother, Phil, who was a broadcaster, passed away uh, a year or so ago, and was a big broadcaster in Nashville, Tennessee, and in fact, he had a syndicated show on Westwood One and written books, is uh, going to be inducted into the uh, T- Tennessee uh, Broadcasters Hall of Fame coming up sometime this year. Now, how ironic, how Nashville. strange Nashville is that them. to to have two <clears throat> radio broadcasters grow up across the street from each other.
4: Amazing. and two Hall,
2: of, two, two Hall of Fame broadcasters.
4: Yeah, absolutely. That's just
2: – and two congressmen and, and a governor. Well, you should have
4: a very small space where you had uh, two congressmen and a governor within a very small – Radius to one another. We drove around down there. That's
2: right. Just in this in this little neighborhood in this little town. When I was growing up, there were sixteen hundred people there. So um, that's uh, Tim Valentine, Harold Cooley, and Roy Cooper, all in that little neighborhood. And uh, well, technically, it was uh, Roy's uh, the governor's grandmother who lived there, but his parents later did too, and I, and uh, he may have it at some point later. Um, as he was growing old, uh, a little bit older, made in teen years. I'm not sure when they moved. They were they were a few blocks away, but that it's just uh it's just doesn't seem possible.
4: Well, you you also produced the great Cliff Joiner, and here's a saying today: the
9: great
2: Cliff Joiner.
4: A winner is that person who gets up one more time than when she is knocked down.
2: Wow, how about that? Yes, sir um rose roads is with us hey rose how are you doing we're couldn't be a whole lot better <laughs> I, I got a little backache this morning but other than that i'm fine
10: well if you come over i'll rub it
2: <laughs> <laughs> well bless your heart i that's uh that's that would be nice my
10: doctor said if something hurts rub it yeah <laughs> but i wanted to call you and tell you how wonderful what a wonderful fragrance
2: is. Isn't it, though? I
10: mean, my I just passed by mine, and I just have
2: to stop. Oh, you got uh, is it blooming now? Oh, yes, I have How to about develop. that? They're in full bloom. I don't think my I, I'll have to check to see if mine is. I, I didn't smell it. Early.
7: Everything's early this I year. Know.
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought it was, too. Well, it, it seems like it used to be just the fall that you'd smell that, but now I, I smell it several, several times, right. usually not in the summer, but in fall and sometimes in winter if it warms up and in spring. Right. Wild. Wild. And
10: something else I have that's made me happy. I I made an arrangement with those spirea that I have in my front yard, and they're white. Uh huh. And then I took camellias with it, and it makes a beautiful arrangement.
8: Oh,
4: bet.
7: Yeah. So
10: it's hard to find things, you know, blooming right now, but that's camellias right. are always a stable in winter.
7: Been a really good year for camellias, too. Oh, yes. Boy, it sure has. Well, mm. Rose, I, I have about. Six
4: uh, osmanthus planted as a hedge. They're at least 40, 40 feet tall, and they're now in rapturous bloom. And just uh, walked out of the house this morning and almost knocked me down. It was so beautiful.
10: Oh, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't have that one that becomes a tree, but I do have that shrub.
4: <laughs> did you hear the lady you called before you did? She was talking about layering and grafting roses and... <laughs>
10: I can do that.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, she was talking about layering, and
10: yeah, and its it's uh March, about middle of March, it'll soon to be there. It's time to start air layering. Yeah.
2: Well, my wife says that she wants to to go down to Princeton and take you out to lunch and learn firsthand how to uh, propagate plants.
10: That would be nice.
2: She yeah. Oh, you would even oh, you you like her. Lunch. You would really like uh, Melissa a lot. I, I think I Everybody likes like Melissa. <laughs> that
10: sweet Melissa.
2: Sweet <laughs> Melissa, yeah. But we'll we'll have I to think. make arrangements for that, uh, Rose.
10: Okay, it sounds good. it you good to come to Princeton.
2: I know. <laughs> that's right. Now I go down there and think about Johnny Hood. <laughs>
10: that's
2: it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you Rose. You.
10: We'll see you.
2: Yes, ma'am. Call us soon now.
10: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
2: Steve is uh, back with us. Steve?
10: Yeah, you guys were talking about
9: the three sisters. Uh, my grandfather, now this, that planting method has been around for a long time because I used to visit my grandfather in Buncombe County, and that was the way he planted his eating corn. He planted his, his, his corn, beans, and squash and gourds all together in one patch, and that way they fed on each other. So that that planting method has been in existence for a long time. Yeah, And it works because he got really good sweet corn out of that.
4: Yeah, my grandmother did that up in the mountains.
9: Yep. That was where they planted it back then. It was better for the grandkids, though. You get out there to pick beans, and you get all scratched up by the corn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right.
9: Oh, but it was, it was good to be out there. He put uh, butter beans and field peas and— uh, making my mouth water. Oh, gosh. He, 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 it was amazing, the stuff he could—he uh, he put gourds, too. So I mean, any kind of um, you know squash, gourd, uh, cantaloupe, watermelon, all that stuff will will work well in there. So if that guy's still listening, he get a good a good mixture of vegetables out right. of that if he wants to.
2: All right, we're out of time all there, right. Steve. You take care, buddy.
9: Sure, enough. Thank you.
2: All right, bye. Gerald, your website.
7: Gerald and Henry's plants.com I'm tentatively set to sell plants March 24th. If that weather doesn't cooperate somewhere between then and 1st of April, I'll
2: be at the farmers market. All right, uh, go out to the farmers market for a lot of reasons One, I'm uh, throughout April to see Gerald as long as he has plants to sell. I'll have a bunch. <laughs> All right, brother Rufus, uh, he's already packed up his pink bag, so we'll we'll see you next week, buddy. Yes, sir. All right now.
4: Happy gardening. <laughs>
2: Yeah, God love you, and and, uh, we'll see you next week on the WPTF Weekend. Gardener, and uh, set your clocks forward unless you don't want to get up on time.